the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thursday's always a great day on the Bruce Hooley Show because it means a conversation with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. Matt is exploring a run for governor in the state of Ohio, and you can read his detailed paper about his approach to the issues should he pursue that avenue on his website, OhioMatt.com. You can also follow him on Twitter, at OhioMatt. So the big story in Ohio is the big story nationally is the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, Matt. And last night they had the community forum and a lot of people are understandably upset. And nobody from Norfolk Southern there last night because they feared their safety, which uh, amid a community that fears for its safety is at the very least ironic. Yeah, it is. I mean, look, this is a pretty ugly situation. And I know that the folks there are being told that, oh, your water's fine, your air's fine. But you know, when you have to explode these deadly chemicals and we see, you know, thousands of dead fish, there are people with, you know, dead chickens, dead fox, people are right to be skeptical of that. And, and I have to say, once again, deep disappointment in the DeWine Hughes administration for how they've handled this, right? I mean, Mike DeWine gets up there and does a press conference. And what does he say? Congress needs to look at this issue of chemicals, you know, that can come into Ohio and notify, you know, us about that. And I said to myself, is that how Ron DeSantis would handle it? All oh, geez, Congress, take a look at this, please. Ron DeSantis would be banging on the podium saying, we're going to take care of this. We're going to pass state legislation to deal with this issue to protect Ohioans and their families and businesses. And yes, I understand that there's this thing called the Constitution and there's this thing called the Commerce Clause that back in the 1930s, the Supreme Court, liberal Supreme Court, massively expanded the reach of the federal government. But we now have a 6-3 majority of the Supreme Court. I believe there is some interest in relooking at the power of the federal government over some of these issues. And there is the Tenth Amendment to say, hey, states should have some power here. And I think it would be nice to see some leadership on this other than kicking the can to Congress saying, we'll see what they do. Right. I mean, where is leadership when, when Ohioans need it most? The other thing that I see here, the long view of it is, I watched a video last night, Matt, of Bruce Vanderhoff, the head of the Ohio Department of Health. And he asked people, you know, what do you want to hear from me or what can I say to you? And somebody in the crowd yells, stop lying to us. And there's this view on his face of just desperation. And whether he is or isn't, he believes he's not. And this is the fallout, in my view, of COVID, is that the response to COVID was such that we were told so many things that we didn't think made sense at the time, that have proven over time to have not been true. And now public health wants us to take their word for it on things, and they're reaping what they sowed. Well, I think that's exactly right. And, and, and as a parallel to COVID, right, you know, Mike DeWine, you know, John Houston were far too, too deferential to Amy Acton and her left-wing view of the world. We closed everything down, right? We did all this goofy stuff that at the end of the day didn't actually make a difference. And so, once again, we're going, to, we're going to defer to some bureaucrat who probably has a left-wing view of the world rather than lead by being there for those folks, making sure they're taken care of and doing everything they can to say, hey, Ohio's going to solve this problem. We're not going to wait for Washington or Norfolk Southern or Pete Buttigieg. We're going to get it done here because that's what leadership is about. 
Matt Mayer is our guest. OpportunityOhio.org is his website. Ohio Matt also is his website, OhioMatt.com. Check that out for his position paper on why he's exploring a run for governor in the state of Ohio. He joins us every Thursday, and we talk about business matters. You can follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt. Norfolk Southern's got the money. They could pay a very large settlement here. We have precedent for this in our country with Love Canal in New York. And I don't know if the groundwater is going to be safe. might be safe right now, but whatever leaked into it may not have made its way into the groundwater yet. Uh, how do you think this shakes out long-term in terms of Norfolk Southern, rail in Ohio? What are some things that you foresee on the horizon and maybe a timetable for when we get some clarity on things that right now there is no clarity for? No, I mean, my guess is this is going to be a long, drawn-out process because, you know, no one's taking the lead and grabbing the bull by the horns and making sure that people are held accountable. And that's unfortunately what's going to happen. And who's going to suffer? Again, a poor rural community in Ohio. Should DeWine ask FEMA to come in? Or some people say, where's FEMA? And then I've heard that FEMA has to be asked to come in. Is there a reason why the governor would not be wanting FEMA to come in? Is that something that he should do? Well, I, I'm not sure this 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 event, because of its localization nature, it rises to a level that it triggers uh, FEMA under the Stafford Act. Um, there has to be some level of, of damage and impact and all that kind of stuff, and I'm not sure that's actually occurred from a, from a pure num- number standpoint, right? However... Again, you don't have to wait for FEMA with your handout to provide aid and comfort to these folks, right? Use what's called Ohio resources. They just put money in the rainy day fund. Pull some of that money out if you want to buy these folks, you know, uh, housing and provide them food. I mean, again, Ohio can solve this problem without turning its hand out to Washington. Where is the leadership, Bruce? Mm, yeah, well, we could ask that on a lot of things. Uh, speaking of big money endeavors and uh, how it can corrupt things— A supposed expose in the dispatch yesterday says what any of us who had any modicum of understanding of Ohio State and Ohio State hospitals knew a long time ago is that Christina Johnson, the president of Ohio State, was chased out over disagreements involving the hospital and Les Wexner's names on the hospital because he gives the most money to Ohio State, not just the hospital, but a lot of things. Uh, I thought the lead in that story was that the guy who they brought in from Harvard to do the evaluation of Christina Johnson Ohio State is claiming that everything he uncovered, everything that it was in his report, is part of attorney-client privilege. He's not an attorney. And yet they, in my view, made a purposeful effort to hide everything about his investigation because he gave his report orally. There's no written record of it. I think this stinks from the head down, and they should not be allowed to get away with that. Yeah, and they won't. I mean, the guy had to have taken notes, to, right? They're, all those things are, are going to be public records at some point, and, and they can try to kind of be cute with, with transparency, but it ain't going to work. And you're right. I mean, the, the only reason you would have somebody give you an oral report is because you didn't want there to be a written record of what he came up with, because either you, he couldn't defend it, you couldn't defend it, right? Or, right, you're trying to hide something. And so, to me, this is a problem. But the, the, the bigger issue here, Bruce, is the power that Les Wexner has over this city, this county, this university, and I've said this before to you, it feels like Ohio State, that academic institution, today is more concerned with the number of hospital beds it has in its system than students sitting in the classroom being taught by professors who are actually teaching. And that's a problem, and I, I address that in my agenda uh, for governor because I, I am tired of watching you know, our tax dollars go to these public college universities, all this tuition being paid by so many Ohioans so that their kids are not being taught by the best professors, and that the folks of the university is not on teaching, not on creating the best and brightest graduates, but on filling hospital beds and making money off of the Medicaid, Medicare system, and all that money that's washed around the hospital industrial complex. 
Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org, our guest. Find out more about his positions on the issues as he explores a run for governor at his website, OhioMatt.com. Follow him on Twitter at OhioMatt. You bring up education, and I talk about it a lot, and I think the governor got taken to task by Hugh Hewitt for what I think is a very tepid expansion of school choice in Ohio, which we talked about uh, a while ago. But also there are just continual school issues, Hilliard board meeting about the LGBTQ ideology in those schools. There's an issue in Bexley with a racism incident. Uh, Your thoughts on whatever has piqued your interest school-wise related to these issues that continue to come up in the news? Yeah, look, let's focus on this Bexley issue, right? So this this racial uh, image gets put into a student broadcast, um, and now there's a kerfuffle happening in Bexley, right? And this is just abhorrent stuff that should not have happened, right? Correct. But, But what's worse, what's worse, Bruce, Bruce, right, is... That this guy, Robinson Dunham of Vexley, writes a letter to the editor that the dispatch prints. And in it, what he says is, quote, too many people are too cowardly to acknowledge the real problem, which is the conservatives in their neighborhoods and families. In, I Bex- find that in Bexley? Conservatives? In, so in Bexley. First of all, everyone knows Bexley is mostly Democrat, right? <laughs> this image in this racial incident didn't happen in Olentangy, New Albany, right? Uh, any of these school districts where there are theoretically there actually are conservatives and Republicans. Right. And so this idea that this guy would write this letter and that the dispatch, I guess it has no standards because it used to be if if there was proof that this was a like a conservative kid or Republican kid or family, that this is where it came from, which I've not read any evidence that that's the case. Right. Then I could see printing the letter. But having this letter printed that essentially is a red scare. Oh, hey, if you've got a Republican next door, you better report them because, you know, that's the problem in our community, not anything else going on. Right. And, and to me. That's that's deeply troubling, right? Because look, I want to say to Mr. Mr. Dunham, hey bud, you, you got a example in chief sitting in the White House who has a very long history of racial issues, right? From referring to Barack Obama as a quote articulate, bright, and clean, right, African American, which everybody knows that articulate is code word people use to describe a black person who actually speaks the way they want them to speak, right? It, it's pernicious, it's disgusting. People do it all the time. And that's what Joe Biden did, right? Referred to 7-Eleven, you know, or Dunkin' Donuts, where you have to have a slight Indian accent to work there, right? Uh, was was well, referred to if you had desegregation from busing, that the, you, the kids would grow up in a, quote, racial jungle. I mean, this guy the other day with the Maryland uh, governor, who's an African-American, referred to him as boy, which, again, is another throwback to the Jim Crow era. And so, you know, I, I want to say to these folks, stop pointing the finger at Republicans. Yes, there are Republicans who are idiots, and there is a segment of, of the right, very small segment, that has a right, white supremacist component. We should denigrate that and condemn that as we do, right? However, there is equal issues on the left, and this to blame this issue in Bexley on a, quote, unnamed conservative or Republican living in our midst is just poppycock, especially when, again, you have a guy in the White House who has a 40-year history of racial issues. Yeah, that's uh, a short list of the Biden racial missteps. Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org, his website regarding his exploratory run for governor is OhioMatt.com. Read his position on the issues there. Follow him on Twitter at OhioMatt, and we'll chat with you again next Thursday. Thanks, Matt. Hey, thanks, Bruce. Boy, I always like talking with Matt Mayer. He's... He is so good, and uh, tomorrow we'll have Jack Windsor, the Ohio Press Network. Jack will be all over the East Palestine train derailment. And I, and I, I hesitate to overload us 
the entire show with just train derailment stuff. But there's news. A lot of people have said FEMA needs to be here, Federal Emergency Management Association. And some people have said, well, uh, DeWine's got to invite them. That's the Fed's firewall. See, we weren't invited. We can't come if we're not invited. Okay. Well, uh, this morning, this statement just came out from the governor's office. I'll just read it to you. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine spoke with officials at the White House early this morning to address the need for federal help. As a result of this conversation, the governor has requested assistance from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Health and Emergency Response Team and the CDC to provide the on-ground assistance in East Palestine. The DeWine administration has been in daily contact with FEMA to discuss the need for federal support. However, FEMA continues to tell Governor DeWine that Ohio is not eligible for assistance at this time. Governor DeWine will continue working with FEMA to determine what assistance can be provided. So we've got toxic chemicals blowing, belching into the air, fish dead, pets dead, people on the ground reporting anecdotal incidents of all kinds of physical ailments. I saw the video last night of the woman who's back at her house in East Palestine, Palestine, and she has like, looks like napkins in her hand. She's out on her deck wiping the top of her red grill and she pulls up the napkin and there's all kinds of brown stuff on it dust okay and she's got a baggie and she's like i'm sending this in for air quality and what's in what's in this dust because that's all over everywhere in east palestine if it's all over everywhere it's in the air but fema says ohio is not eligible yet not eligible yet. Uh, while we were in break, Harris Faulkner, outnumbered, was opining on the train derailment, asking the questions that a journalist should ask. That's how you know she works for Fox, not for any of the other mainstream outlets. Are they, Pam, you watch the network news shows. Are they even covering this on ABC, NBC, CBS? If so, how are they covering it? Yeah, I usually watch um, ABC6 locally. You watch and it, then so I watch I through the to. network. <laughs> I watch through the network, so yes, they were they were heavily covering channel it last six night. or ABC no, both. Both channel six is doing a great job, okay. of covering it. Yeah, in I think many they're the ways. I think they're the best locally. I, I really do. I do too, but I'm a little biased. I, I well, I have friends at a couple of the stations, they're but not, anyway, I'm not saying they're without fault. I'm just saying they do a better sure. job. NBC's the worst. Channel ten's not much ahead of. NBC, in my opinion. But uh, here's Harris Faulkner on what she would like to be able to accomplish as a journalist. I want to make sure people know the facts today. Um, And I loved what you said, environmental hypocrisy, because that's what this is. The people who are absent right now are all Democrats. How interesting is that? Uh, It's not 4,700 people. It's going to be a lot more than that, because it's across state lines. That plume of smoke, those toxins. Doc Siegel was on my show yesterday, Dr. Mark Siegel, and he said groundwater, air, some of that will be in the systems of people for generations to come. Mm -hmm. Those are the facts from the ground, and that town hall was an embarrassment last night. You're right, the mayor was trying mightily, but he doesn't have the information. Why didn't the transportation secretary 
make Norfolk Southern zoom in. My gosh, we were on digital for how long? We did whole shows on Zoom. Mm -hmm. You can't zoom into that meeting and take some questions. Hmm. They don't want to. They don't want us to know the answers. And our president has written the train so many times. He loves to ride the train, he says. He makes up stories about riding the train. Maybe that's why he's not touching this. <laughs> somebody in cahoots with somebody? I don't know. I want the chance to ask every question as a journalist. Yeah, well, you're not going to get the people Good there luck. to answer the questions yeah. because Norfolk Southern's not there. Pete Buttigieg is not. Why isn't he there on Zoom? I mean, he could zoom in after he chest feeds his baby and puts him to bed, I guess. Uh, so that's what's going on. Here's a quote from a scientist at Johns Hopkins. The biggest question remaining is what, if anything, is still being released from the site first and foremost. If there are still residual chemical emissions, then that still presents a danger for people in the area. Hmm. Yeah, no, the thing's still And he smoldering. knows that from how far away? Yeah, he's Johns Hopkins. Yeah. So the thing is still smoldering. People there say they still smell it. I can't believe they opened the rail line. That's Just push those cars really aside. Really tacky. Come on. We got to go. Yeah. Uh, now, it's not a surprise that we are not getting the truth on this because Ohio is not a priority to them. Ohio and Florida are two of the most Republican states in the nation. That area goes heavy for Trump. And we are being, I hate to use the term gaslit, but we are being gaslit. Half-truths, which are half-lies. In the case of the Biden administration, it's not even a half-truth. For instance, uh, the president doesn't have anything to say about the border. He doesn't have anything to say about the stuff flying around in our skies. Um, he doesn't have anything to say about the train derailment. Nevertheless, on Monday at the White House, uh, his press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, said this about our commander-in-chief. I will tell you this. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The president is the best communicator we have in the White House. Now, as I would have a recommendation to Corinne Diversity Hire on that particular statement. Uh, perhaps don't set the bar at your own meager abilities to communicate in terming the president the best communicator in the White House. Because um, far too often, uh, Joe Biden does not either engage to communicate, or when he communicates, he just sounds asleep, half asleep, completely unprepared. Uh, here he was on the very day she said, let me refresh your memory, on the day that she said. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. Mm, he is, okay. Well, here he was that very day. Bridge over the, uh, over the, over the Holly River. Look, and, and Warsaw or excuse me, Washington County in Nevada, we're spending. Yeah. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. Sure he is. Absolutely. The very best. Uh, what about communication? And what about the White House's efforts to uh, correct mis- and disinformation? You remember when they had a disinformation board, the lady who sang like the Mary Poppins tunes? And you thought that went away, right? They got rid of the disinformation board. Well, did they? Are they still investing in that? And if they are, how much are they investing? Hmm. All the details next. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.